I'm Lisa Hyde, and welcome to the Confidence Crown Podcast. I believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is freedom. It all starts with your journey into self-belief and creating the confidence to live your life with abundance. Ladies, it's time to earn and own your crown and be the yes queen you are destined to be. Together, let's make it rain. Welcome back, babes. I'm super excited about this season's lineup of amazing, powerful, and ultra-badass women who are examples for all of us on how we can get it done. Well, lovelies, I am so excited today to introduce you to our guest, the one and the only Zach Peter. That's right. You might know him as Just Plain Zach from Instagram. He's also the host of not one, but two podcasts, Hashtag No Filter and The Adulting Podcast. He also happens to be a best-selling author and, oh yeah, director of Jenny McCarthy's Generation Rescue. You might have also seen him on Pop Sugar or The After Buzz. Um, Let's just say Zach is an underachiever for his age. (laughs) Please put your ears and heads closer to those speakers because we are about to hear from Zach. We are here today with the awesome Zach Peters. Um, And everyone, I am like honestly fangirling out right now because Zach is like the coolest thing ever. And I'm, I kind of don't know if I'm worthy of him as a guest yet. So, okay. Oh my God, this is like so exciting. Zach, please, will you share just how stinking cool you are? Because you are slightly an underachiever. Um, and I'm not quite sure millennials understand like how few things you need to have on your resume by your age. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, yeah, I think I'm definitely not your average Snapchat obsessed millennial. I started working and hustling when I was really young, about 15 years old. It's funny. I was just doing another podcast interview where I was talking about how it was exactly 10 years ago this week that I like officially kicked off the career that I have today, which is in philanthropy and entertainment. 2009 was kind of like my my breakout starting year, and I was 15 then. And yeah, now here I am, 25, almost 26, four books published. I'm currently writing my fifth book. I have two incredible podcasts that I love producing every single week called hashtag no filter and hashtag adulting life hacks to get your shit together. So yeah, I'm kind of just living my best life right now. Holy crap. Okay. Only because, um, I could be your mom and, um, the podcast of mine is new. I have one, not two. And I just wrote my first book. So Zach, let's go back because I have been working since I was 13, but I had a whole other career before this. What inspired you to write? And honestly, your philanthropic part of it, we share that in common as well, which we'll talk a little bit about later. But what really got you to say, hey, I want to write and I want to put this message out? Well, it was really funny because I didn't think I was ever going to be like a writer or like a writer that actually got paid to write. Whereas now I've been like, you know, featured in several different publications and I've written for like Men's Health and now I'm currently a pop sugar contributor. But it really started when, so my brother was diagnosed with autism when I was about 10 years old. And I remember he was one of my younger brothers and the oldest of seven. So obviously, you know, my dad was not very good at using birth control. Um, (laughs) 
But my brother Ethan was diagnosed with autism and it was very challenging for me to kind of connect with him. And I really attribute the voice that I kind of found to him because I think if I had to do it for myself, I don't know if I would have been as passionate about finding my own voice, whereas I kind of had to be a voice for him. And then through my work in trying to help him and find him the best treatment resources, I then ended up, you know, discovering this whole autism community that was in our in our local community here in Los Angeles. And realizing that like this is a lot more common than we realized and seeing so many parents that were struggling with their kids and that led to me really being involved in this community and advocating and doing different fundraisers locally which then connected me to another mom that had recently written a book and she's just like no one's heard from siblings nobody knows what you know that side of the story is so many moms are coming out and blogging or telling their story but we want to hear what the brothers and the sisters have to say so that kind of kicked off my first book which was published in October of 2009. Well, I'm so impressed and obviously moved by your story. It's interesting how not exactly at all, but how our worlds have intertwined. Um, mm-hmm. I was a caregiver for my mom. Um, she had a really rare cancer, but then I was a caregiver for her mom, my grandmother, who ran a charity where it's really interesting. It's set up in a temple um, in our community here in Los Angeles. Um, in Why can't I think of what the heck it's called right now? I'll come back to the name of that. Um <laughs> Over by Fox Studios on Motor. What the heck is the name of it? Anyway, Vista Del Mar, which is this amazing organization, which is an umbrella to a lot of smaller organizations. My grandmother had been a part of one called Oscar Rice Davis for 72 years-ish. Yeah, she was like the fundraiser. On the High Holy Days, so... I'm Jewish. Um, but on Rosh Hashanah, it is run by the kids who are in the autism program. Oh, wow. And it is the most moving. Honestly, the only probably reason why I show up year after year. Because Aww. it is mind-blowing how this program, which was designed by a woman whose child was autistic, and she realized that music was the way to get better interaction from her son. And they use iPads to communicate. But it is one of the most gorgeous moments every year. I mean, I'm always in tears, but like happiness because these kids are finally able to share the way that they're trying so desperately to in such a beautiful way. And they're all so unique and they have all these gorgeous personalities and it's just, oh, so um, I love that that's part of it um, for you. And it's honestly the one thing that keeps me tied to that world um, that when I lost my mom, my grandmother, I really had a hard time wanting to show up in Temple ever again. Um, But it's because of that autism program, because it is such a beautiful, beautiful thing to be seen. So I will somehow loop in the actual program proper name at the end of this so that people can actually go and participate and definitely get their kids involved because it is a beautiful, they did a special on HBO. I can't, Rainbow something. I don't know why I can't think of the name of it right now. It was on the tip of my tongue before we started. It'll come to you. Uh, but It'll come to you. Zach, seven siblings or six, how did you, again, find the time for you? This is, this is huge. 
That's, I think, the challenge. I mean, I think I still struggle with trying to find time for myself. I've obviously learned how to prioritize it. And and look, 10 years of hustle eventually pays off. So I am in a privileged place where I get to kind of make my own schedule. And yes, I juggle, you know, I'm the executive director of Jenny McCarthy's foundation, Generation Rescue, that helps kids with autism. So that takes up, you know, a lot of my time running that foundation on top of the two shows and, you know, writing and all the other projects that I take on. So it is kind of a fine balance of trying to fit in time that works for me. You know, luckily today I normally tape on Thursday nights, which kind of um, cuts my day in half, but today my, I don't have taping this Thursday. So I was able to come and like visit my grandmother and we went shopping and we went to target together and we had lunch and we're going to watch like real housewives all day now. And so, you know, I find time within my schedule to invest in those things that kind of, you know, fulfill me personally and emotionally that kind of make it my downtime from all my other work. Excellent. Well, that's super important. As is your self-care. And I know in particular today you were talking about your favorite breakfast go-to. Um, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about your health and wellness path as well, because it's super important to be on that journey. What started this for you as well? It was my brother. You know, he when we start when we first started doing research and even first got connected with generation rescue we learned a lot about how just like simple lifestyle changes can make a big impact you know removing gluten removing dairy removing sugar you know some people think that that you know isn't going to do anything like how does diet relate to autism but it's like you realize that like gluten has an effect on your brain. You know, it gives you brain fog. You know, it doesn't, the way it's so processed and all the junk that's in our food now, it's so nutritionally deficient that like you have to have proper nutrition in order to function properly. And that's, you know, when you have a child with autism or like with my brother, we did a series of lab tests and we saw that his immune system was depleted and his, you know, his gut was impaired and his methylation pathways or his detox pathways, those were also impaired. And so we worked at building each of those pieces. And, you know, with all of the learning about health and wellness with my brother, they were things that I started applying in my own lifestyle. You know, I read about the importance of detox and, you know, making sure his body, because it can't naturally do that because his methylation pathways are impaired, the benefits of doing like an infrared sauna. And so we, I got him a sauna and then I was like, wait, now I'm just, now I have a sauna in my living room. You know, I Yay! geek out over this stuff. It's That's so awesome. funny. And now so like it's now, fantastic. Yes. You know, I, I, everything that he's ever done um, or that we've applied for him, like I'm right there doing it too. Like when we were doing B12 shots, I was right there injecting B12 into my butt too. Like I was like, let me do this. Let me try it out and let's see how I feel on it. And I love it. I love it. I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, it's so funny because last week's episode was me talking about infrared beds and cryotherapy and IVs and vitamin shots. I mean, I grew up here in LA. This is all very typical for us. Um, but having your own infrared bed in your house is definitely the next step. Besides you and your brother, do the rest of your family jump on board with the health and wellness kick or is this still something they're on the side? They're still on the side. You know, it's funny. You would expect, you know, every Everybody in Los Angeles puts adaptogens in their lattes and does infrared and cryo. But no, some of my family members are still kind of, I think I've opened them up to a lot of different new treatments and therapies and just, you know, had them look at health in a different way. I think for the longest time, everybody looked at health as like the food pyramid and like eating, you know, a, um, a Quaker Oats 
pre-packaged oatmeal. Like that was healthy, you know? And it's like, there's so much sugar and junk and like, there's no nutrition in that. But, um, you know, little by little, I think I've been able to kind of open their eyes and get them to make healthier swaps. I remember even that like during the summer we do like paleo paleo summers and so every sunday we all kind of come together and we'll make a different dish that's paleo friendly and you know just little by little they've all started to make different lifestyle changes but i think i'm definitely the most granola in the family hey no you're the most healthy in the family yes but that doesn't mean i also want to say that like when you're granola and you're healthy that doesn't mean that you're walking around in like birkenstocks and armpit hair no like my hair is bleached i still make sure i look cute every day. I'm still on camera like five times a week. <laughs> you are very cute by all means. And your, your skin is glowing. So what you're doing is working. Um, we talk about skin a lot here and I'm always trying to explain to people, I can help you on the surface, but you've got to be eating the right food. And Zach's go-to foods, when we're talking about adaptogens and collagen, mm-hmm. guys, He's true. Live for the college. <laughs> live for you the college. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. I love it. Um, and I love that I can speak to I someone. Have collagen in my martinis. <laughs> Wait a second. Um, are you doing gin or vodka? Vodka. Okay, good boy. Of course. Um, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> hey. However you get it in, um, just yeah. get that get that collagen in. It's fantastic. But no, we all have our vices, and you find a way to kind of balance it out. You do a little CBD, so it's anti-inflammatory. You do some collagen, so you're still protecting your gut and your skin. You pick clear vodka, gluten-free, preferably organic. I know all the hacks. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh! I feel like you're gonna outtop me here on hacks. Uh, we might have to go like battle battle for hacks right now. Zach, I'd love to know, obviously you've got two podcasts, you're helping Jenny with her projects, you're writing. What What is, can you talk about the next book or is that too, are we too soon? I don't want to get you in We're trouble. We're too soon. I can't talk okay. about the next book just yet, but it is more of a collection of the different hacks that I've kind of picked up oh, along the way. Yeah, I can say here. that. I'm really excited because my last four books have all been like collections of essays, whether they were humor essays or whether they were essays from, you know, my experiences in activism and with my brother. So this is kind of more of a lifestyle guide that I'm putting together. That's fun and exciting because I've interviewed all the experts. I've had them all on my show. I've know them all. They're all on my cell phone. So now it's like, okay, now it's time to put all this information together and share it with everybody. I love it. Okay. I want to be a part of that launch of that book because that is, you're talking my language now. Um, I love this stuff. So tell me more about you, Zach, on the daily. Um, when you're not working, I want to know a little bit more about Zach behind the scenes. Is that possible? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think I'm now in a place where, again, I kind of get to curate my schedule um, and and I don't have to be, I mean, I'm still hustling 24 seven, but like, you know, there were many days where I would get up at 5.30 every morning and, you know, I would have a two hour commute to get into the city to go to the office and I would work at the office all day and then I would tape it in the evenings. And, you know, it was very fulfilling, but it was also a little draining. And so now I've, you know, going through some of those like exhausting years prior, I've definitely, um, 
started to invest in just kind of having more fun, taking care of myself, not going out if I don't feel like going out, you know, staying in, watching some Real Housewives, <laughs> drinking some uh, hangover free wine. Yeah, I just, I definitely, you know, I have little vices that I indulge in. I'm now living on my own, which is a fun new beast. I just moved to downtown. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. It's it's exciting. I'm right in the heart of everything, but. And that kitchen know. of yours, sorry, it's spectacular. It's spectacular. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely get it from my grandma. She, we uh, spent years watching design, interior design shows together. So we very much have a, the, a keen eye for aesthetics. But yeah, me at, me outside of the hustle and the work is, I think one thing people don't expect is I'm a lot more introverted. I think people see me on camera or they listen to my podcasts or when I do interviews and I can be very animated and I have more of a personality. But then like what I try to explain to people too, is like that energy isn't sustainable 24 seven. So when generally when you are coming over to my house and when we are going out for dinner, like it is a bit more of like a low key vibe. And, you know, I kind of like to invest in more um, intimate settings and kind of just having one-on-one time with people that really matter to me. I love it. And you brought up the word introvert, and I'm only going to mention this because I get asked this question a lot. How can we help introverts with their confidence? I think Zach is proof of this. Zach is proof that you can work hard. You can have confidence in your business. You can have confidence in your interactions with people. He has a passion that he is chasing, and you can see all of this, but there's an introvert at heart that needs the downtime, the quiet time, and the way to, in a sense, recharge. So you are my perfect model. And people ask me, how can an introvert be successful in business or be confident? Hello, Zach is proof. This is it. I think it's also because people, we look at things. It's funny. I had a a wonderful conversation with Dr. Kelly Brogan on the adulting podcast where, you know, she had this philosophy where when we look at things or when we, um, see this through. I was actually just DMing somebody on Instagram about this exact topic, about how when we look at how things are supposed to be, when we look at what an introvert is supposed to mean, then we're limiting the lens, you know, and we're thinking this is what I have to be versus actually just being yourself and then kind of falling into that category. And that's category that somebody else sets for you. You get to make up your own rules and pick whichever boxes you fit into because there's not going to be one. There are going to be multiple. You know, if somebody would have told me 10 years ago that I could have a career writing and podcasting, podcasting and hosting and entertainment and running a foundation, all things that people consider individually side hustles or like fun side projects that you do on the weekend. And they're paying my bills right now, you know, and I'm very happy and very fulfilled with every single side hustle that I consider to be my full-time career. Well, I am more than impressed. And honestly, I like have a list of things that I just want to be like, okay, how did you do this? How did you do that? How did you do this? Because these are also things that I've tried to, at the foundation, like that's on my list of things that still need to get acquired. I need to get it because similar to why you were asked to write your first book mm-hmm. for my mom, and my grandmother, they're both very rare cancers, but there's tons of support groups for cancer patients. There are not support groups for caregivers. And what was interesting was your perspective, the family member, the sibling of the person who's going through autism, how do they relate? Because, you know, obviously your parents had to focus on your brother a lot. And I'm sure you and your other siblings maybe got pushed a little to the side. There was going to have to be a little give and take. Um, I don't think everyone, anyone ever put up their hands like, hello, I'm here. But it happens. It's just nature. 
yeah, it was extremely um, unique in my case because, like, my mother at that time, she had two young boys that she was trying to raise, one with autism that, you know, was getting a lot of attention. You know, my father just recently got married and he was having his own babies 20 minutes down the road, you know, and then my mother was also struggling with her marriage. She was, you know, her husband was in a really... um, volatile cycle of being an alcoholic. And so she's trying to help him and trying to raise the two babies and trying to take care of my brother with autism. And like, I was kind of just left, you know, I couldn't really go to dad because he lived 40 minutes away or 20 minutes away and he was building his family. And I couldn't really go to mom because she was kind of preoccupied. So I often, and that's why I said, I didn't really feel like I had a voice for a really long time. And it kind of just came through me wanting to stand up and, and be there for my brother. But like you said, the caregiver piece is also so important because I think sometimes we find ourselves being a pillar of service for somebody else that we neglect our own kind of needs and our own self-care. And we have to remember to prioritize that because if we're not there to take care of X family member, then like what happens when, you know, we're depleted and we need somebody to take care of us. Absolutely. And it's so important. Again, something that I strive to help other people with because it's so easy for us to put ourselves on that back burner. And when you're taking care of someone, um, you kind of disappear. You, you're there, you're working your butt off, but you have lost yourself and it is exhausting and it's hard to come back from. And it does require a lot of effort, practice. You you are already building such great skills. I'm so, so impressed and empowered because I was, I had 10 years on you when my mom got sick and I had already been a talent agent and manager for 12 years. I already had this huge career and was like, life is great. And then she got sick and I was like, and I'm closing my business to take care of her. And so it was this reverse, like I had a voice. I had to like dial it back, put it all on hold. Yeah. Put her first, which was again, not, not a question, but more of like how to switch that off in your brain. And then I put myself so on hold. I didn't even recognize myself for five years. I was like, who is that person? Like, where did I go? You know, it's like the advice they give you on the plane, put the air mask on you first before you put it on somebody else. Cause then what happens when you get knocked out and then you're not a pillar of service to yourself or to anybody else. You know, I think people often see it as being selfish, but it's, you know, you have to remember the end goal. Like the temporary step right now may sound or look selfish, but it's to be a pillar of service to everybody else around you long-term. Like you have to look at the bigger picture of everything. Self-care is not selfish. No, it's definitely not. And I use the oxygen mask all the time (laughs) as a reference because it's so true. It's like you've got to take care of yourself first or you won't be good to others. And this goes for single moms. This goes for caregivers. This goes for siblings of a family member who's going through something. We all have to remember that we will serve others best if we are 100%. So Absolutely. thank you. Thank you for that. Because that is so, so important. Okay, now for light and trivial, just to like switch it up a little. Which um, housewife show is your favorite? Mm-hmm. Okay, currently Beverly Hills. Yes! I like, I love the new season. I normally love New York, but it's not giving me the Mm-mm. juice this season. But I'm definitely appreciating Beverly Hills right now. Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules are like at the top of my list right now. Right? I am beyond addicted. And it's it's one of these things where, so as an agent and manager, I fought 
reality TV, TV, like tooth and nail, because that's what was happening in my career was like, this was coming in and I had professionally trained Juilliard actors and I had to like figure out how to tell them like, Hey, would you want to audition for a show that has no script? And we're just going to talk about your life. And it didn't make any sense at all. And I was definitely like the last to jump on board and it's, like just bizarre, but Andy Cohen was running a network where I was pitching clients and TV show ideas. And I turn around and now he's running this whole other thing. I'm like, okay, if he did a 180, I can do a 180. Cause this is yeah. crazy. We were both on the other side of this banana before. And you have to, I think that's such a really key thing in any careers. You have to be willing to pivot. You have to be willing to go with whatever the curve is and just trust the process and trust that like you're going to, like all roads lead to Rome. You're going to get there eventually, (laughs) but how you get there, you know, is a matter of just trusting the process and being adaptable and being versatile and just kind of going with whatever comes your way. And it all works out in the end. But those Beverly Hills Housewives right now, it is so good. So good. I think this is the best season ever. I mean, really just nailing it. Nailing it. Which is good because last season was really rough. It was so boring. (laughs) Like they were fighting about showing up to lunch 30 minutes late. (laughs) Well, in LA, nobody understands this but us. This is a real thing. (laughs) This is is. is life every single day for us. Sorry. It is really, really hard to get anywhere. It is, you have to, you date in a certain zip code. (laughs) You have to live. Yeah. I mean, it may be 15 miles away, but that 15 miles in traffic on a bad day. That's an hour, an hour and a half. It's It's so funny. I was like, I need to find a way to like prioritize dating without like taking too much time out of my schedule. So then I did speed dating recently, uh, which was like 15 dates in one hour, which was amazing. I was like, this is time efficient. <laughs> but did you <laughs> And we're all right? single and we're all, um, I, mm, we'll see. Okay. Ooh. It was a few Ooh. nights ago. We'll see what happens. Ooh. Um, I had prospects. Oh, uh, that is the best. I, um, I'm thinking I might have to join you in one of these because I've tried that before and I was like, get me out of here. Like this is insanity. It wasn't like the traditional stuff. You all sit on the table, you ding a bell and kind of like rotate. Like it was actually, it was at a bar. At first they thought they like rented the whole bar out and like, you know, it's going to be private. And you no, you show up and it's like public and everybody can watch what is about to go down. So I was like way out of my comfort zone. Um, But it was fun. By the end of the night, I had so many great conversations, which is people I've probably seen three photos on Tinder you're going to swipe left on because you're just like, without actually testing chemistry and personality and you know that all changes in person oh my god it's so changes in person but I love that you saw and recognize the same people that is awesome <laughs> had you met anyone before um no okay oh August they were new this is great all new yeah uh, okay yeah I, I'm gonna need some more details on this <laughs> <laughs> It was fun. I think, and that's, that's the thing that I, I think that's another thing that kind of one keeps me sane, two keeps me on the cutting edge of different things is I'm always willing to throw myself into a new opportunity because I never like to be too comfortable. I think when you're too comfortable, you get bored. So, you know, you have to throw yourself into a new different type of situation that makes you feel really uncomfortable. And then, you know, it always pushes you to new limits and like allows you to embrace new parts of yourself at the end of the day. There will always be growth. And I do this on the daily. I mean, 
again, I came from behind the scenes to now having to put myself out in front all the time. Um, you much more than me. I will get to your level one day. Yes, you will. Uh, but I, but every day it's, it's, I don't, I would never have done this. It's definitely living outside your comfort zone on the daily. Um, but it also, it's what makes it fun. And guys, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And the more you can really grow with it, because I am definitely not the same person I was six months ago, a year ago, eight years ago. This is, everything's changing. It's so much fun. But I wish I was as open on the dating. It's also fun. I think like, you know, people say you change as you get older, change as you grow, but I think you really just kind of become more of yourself. And like, that's such a rewarding and comforting feeling at the same time. It is. Um, Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not the same person I was in my 20s at all. I mean, obviously, same like beliefs and like Mm -hmm. what I want in my life. But I don't think I stood up for myself the same way. I don't think I was as, I don't want to say confident, not as transparent because then I was, you know, earning my way through the business and I was you know, low on the totem pole and you were, I was just kind of about growing and paying your dues and just kind of like Mm -hmm. adapting. I think more of it was like just being a really good listener back then and paying attention to everything and everyone around me and showing respect for the people I worked Mm -hmm. with. I don't know. This seems to be a thing of the past. I don't, it doesn't quite, I don't know. Just things don't happen the same way they used to in that, in that form. I, I feel like people can just like, not realize that there's a boss and there are coworkers and there are employees. <laughs> so yeah. everyone has earned a status for a reason and everyone has a voice and is entitled to say what they want, but respect needs to be kind of brought back into the workplace a bit more. Just I agree. I completely agree. And I also think, you know, there's, and maybe I just, you know, feel this way because I've been in such, you know, in front of people and on camera and just, you know, at the mercy of other people watching you and like tweeting and like having an opinion of you. But like, you can't let anybody else's like feelings or actions towards you break you. You kind of just have to realize like if somebody else has an issue with you, that's more of their own issue with themselves and not directly an issue with you. Or like, I mean, I've been like ripped apart in the comments before and I've been glorified in the comments before. And it's like, you can't let the glory or the negativity get you one way or the other. I think you kind of just have to embrace that you're invoking reactions in other people. That means that you're, you're, you're causing people to think a different way or just causing them to feel something that they didn't feel before. And then, you know, that's obviously a great thing that you're doing. You're making waves and that gets you noticed and gets you going to where you're trying to be. I think that's beautiful. And obviously Zach, you are so, so confident for, I don't mean just for your age, but for, Again, your accomplishments, what you've done in your life already, where you're headed and what you what you're going for. I know you started this all at 15, but were you this confident at 15? Was there something that happened over the past few years that really gave you this like, hey, I've got this and I'm just going to keep being me? Yeah, I think I confidence is something I definitely had to learn, but I was always very ballsy. You know, I was never afraid to kind of just go against the grain and do what needed to be done. You know, have, I mean, having a voice for like my brother and other kids that had autism or have autism, 
you know, that was a bold move to make. And I kind of came at it full force despite, I mean, and there were tons of people, especially like on, there were tons of like Twitter trolls that are like, you're taking advantage of your brother. You're writing a book about him, like that had different opinions of things. And I just think, you know, confidence is kind of something that you continue. It's a muscle. It's a muscle that you build and it comes through continuing to persevere. It comes through not allowing criticism to break you. It comes from not allowing, you know, people glorifying you to get you either. You know, that was another thing that was, you know, it could I could have very easily fed into my ego and ego isn't confidence either. You know what I mean? You kind of have to have that fine balance where you're believing in yourself and trusting in yourself and knowing that at the end of the day, you're going to continue to take care of yourself because you've done it up until this point and you've been through every other obstacle prior. And then when you kind of reflect on that and continue to trust yourself and your gut, that confidence just kind of comes in. Oh, so beautifully said and so stinking true. And then speaking of the trolls, how do you deflect that? Because I, this is something that I'm, I do with my train. I don't, not, not trolls, but um, when I'm working and coaching with people, we're trying to help them get over some limiting beliefs. And in my work world, it has a lot to do with people saying no to them or not like wanting to purchase something from them at the time. Um, and I, do kind of relate it to like these unknown voices out there. These people don't have faces, but they feel like they have some right to tell you a comment about you. How do you deflect and continue to keep going knowing that it's just somebody else's voice? What, what do you do for yourself so that it keeps you going? It's funny, you know, I definitely to this day have nights where I drink a little too much wine and then I fight with people on Twitter. And then I remember like, then you fight with them and you spend like 15 minutes going back and forth with them. And then you realize you're not going to change their mind. Their mind, they don't want to change their mind. They're not engaging in a conversation with you and trying to see the other side. They're just venting and they're just spitting out nastiness that they feel within themselves. And they have to tear somebody else down because that's going to make them feel better. And you have to realize that it doesn't matter how articulate you are with your article, with your, sorry, with your argument, like that's not going to change their mind. It's made up. So stop fighting with them, stop engaging with them and just realize that any, you know, negative comments that they're saying, it's really just because they don't feel good within themselves. And when you give them a reaction and you give them the attention, that makes them happy and that makes them feel fulfilled. And you don't want to do that because you don't want to encourage that behavior. Exactly. Do not feed the monster. Um, and then, okay, so a little alcohol helps you, but how else do you maybe unwind or let yourself kind of, again decompress from those who are negative. I like to just watch trash TV. I like to turn my brain off. So sometimes it's listening to a really good podcast. I think that's why I have my two podcasts. I have hashtag no filter, which is very much celebrity gossip. And I have reality TV stars on and social media stars. And we play games and we have wine in studio and we kind of just have unfiltered banter. And then hashtag adulting is where we have experts and thought leaders on to give you like concrete tips. So, you know, both of those kind of provide a little bit of balance for me where I kind of get to have fun conversations and then I kind of get to have thought-provoking conversations at the same time. I love it. Last question, and I'm sorry because my dog is making all kinds of noises over in the corner. Buddy, can you just come over? One last question. Come here. Come here. Zach, and this is a game we used to play in my days as an agent. Which actor would play you in the story of your life? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, or who would you want to have play you in the story of your life? I mean, I would want to play myself, but I think that's <laughs> <not>. <laughs> Excellent answer. <laughs> 
I feel like I would still look young enough. I want to stay forever 21. Oh, why not? Why not? Okay, perfect. That's it. Zach Peters is playing Zach Peters in the story of Zach Peters. I love it. I love it. Thank you so, so much. You are such a light and such just an amazing. I swear, I wish I had my shit together like you did at that age. That's the thing. I also want people to realize is like getting your shit together is a pro is a it's a process. It's a journey. It's not a destination. And just because you see one person or especially I think this is the issue people run into like on Instagram is they see somebody that they think has their shit together and they're just like, oh my God, I'm insecure because I'm looking at this person. It's like everybody's human. Everybody struggles. You know, everybody has moments where they feel defeated, where they feel beat down. You can't, you know, you can't compare yourself to, to that or think that somebody else has their shit together more than you do. Cause I'm pretty sure you're really good at something that somebody else isn't. Oh, no doubt about that. I was so focused. I mean, tunnel vision on my career yeah. that I just didn't have like the surroundings. I mean, I was in that entertainment bubble and I was just like, yeah, "Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Like you got, I don't have time for any of that stuff. But what's so interesting is because you do have social media, you do have all these different avenues and platforms to express yourself. I just find it so enlightening to be able to see. And I, I wonder if I, I wonder if I would be living my life like you are now then, because there's, I definitely see similarities in again, heart and gut and interest and like what like drives you. And it's just, it's cool to see it from your eyes. And I'm just, I'm truly impressed by you. Thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm impressed by you. Oh God, you were just too cute. I can't stand it. Seriously though, if you want to go, I'll go to the speed dating. I'll do anything to find a a straight man that can do anything like you. God damn. You are like the perfect package. See, but I'm still single. That's one area of my life I have not mastered yet. Listen, you and me both, we put our life into our work. Little dude, hold on. (laughs) You and I put our life into our work and we put off the inevitable because it for us is more effort than the passion that we have for our jobs. And I, I can switch on and off, but that's the problem. I switch on and off. It's the balance that is the practice. And I'll be honest, the guys my age are not fun. I like the ones much younger and I get in a lot of trouble for that. So well, I, I like the ones a lot older. Son. <laughs> okay. I can find you the nice, good older dude. You need to find me the young one that's stable like you. <laughs> I mean, I'm still trying to find that one. I don't think there are many stable. There's not much no, stability no. in this bracket. You are leaps and bounds ahead of your time, but it's awesome. I Again, the similarity, you're an old soul, um, but you've got this beautiful light around you and you just are radiating goodness. And I just, I'm so excited for people to hear and see more. Not that you're not doing enough already, but I'm excited about your new book. I'm excited that I've stumbled upon you and that I've got a chance to actually speak to you when you were still approachable because there's going to be a time like Zach what I'm sorry (laughs) he's too big now I can't get to him oh I will always I I, I tell people my dms are always wide open slide into them anytime (laughs) oh my god you're just too cute for words have fun with your grandma. I hope you guys have a wonderful afternoon. Enjoy. Uh, this past week's episode was to die for. Um, Thank you. Yeah, enjoy the wedding. And um, good luck with everything. Um, I'll keep your camp aware of when the 
show is coming out. Um, I think it's sooner than later, though, because I think we've used up all of our banked material. So um, we'll keep you posted. And good luck in finding Mr. Right. Thank you. Well, I don't know about you, but I am seriously blown away by this guy. I think Zach is just the perfect face for the future. If a millennial is going to be working this hard and giving so much back, then the future is brighter. So thank you again, Zach, for being on with us today. And guys, I hope that you had as much fun as I did. Please make sure to share your favorite takeaways, hashtag, and tag me at The Confidence Crown on IG or IG Stories. DM me if you'd like. I want to hear more from you. And I hope we all hear more from Zach. Have an amazing day. And if you enjoyed that episode as much as I think you did, please tag three friends and me so I know that you're enjoying the Confidence Crown podcast. And head on over to iTunes and click that subscribe button if you haven't already. And of course, leave a review so we all know how much you are loving this podcast. Thank you guys so much. XOXO.